This is Dr. Benny Tate, and I would like to thank you for tuning in to this week's message at Rock Springs Church. Wherever you are, I hope this message encourages you and helps you grow in your walk with God. Here's this week's message from Rock Springs Church. I exhort therefore, now look, not second of all, not third of all, not fourth of all, but first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving thanks be made. Not second of all, God said, I don't want you to do it second. I don't want you to do it third. I want you simply to pray first. I want you to pray first. Before you do anything else, you pray. And then the Bible says this in John 15, verse 7. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, <laughs> and it shall be done unto you. Yeah, boy, folks, that's good, isn't it? Look, 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 get that. Don't stick with me. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, you ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Let's pray. Jesus, I love you. I pray that the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart is acceptable in your sight. And for all you do, I'm going to praise you. For I pray this prayer with a grateful heart. For I pray with this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk to you today about how to pray and get results. How to pray and get results. Because folks, I believe nothing builds our faith like when we pray and get results. Nothing builds our faith like when we pray and receive and answer and we know that God has responded. That happened to a little boy one time. His name was Billy. And Billy said to his mom and daddy, I want a baby brother or sister. And that mom and dad said, well, Billy, you know for that to happen, you got to pray. you got to pray. And I'll tell you what old Billy did. He started praying. He prayed a month. He prayed, prayed, prayed. He prayed two months. He prayed. He prayed three months. But let me tell you what Billy did. Billy did what we do sometimes. Billy got discouraged, and it happens, and Billy quit praying. After three months, old Billy just stopped. Six months later, Billy's dad said, get in the truck with me, Billy. He said, where are we going? He said, just ride with me, Billy. And he took him down to the hospital. And they walked into the hospital there where the babies were delivered. And they walked into a room and there lie mother. And she had a baby in her arms. And they pulled back the curtain a little bit. And it was a double blessing. She had two babies. And they pulled back the curtain a little more and she had three babies. And the daddy looked over at Billy. And he said, Billy, aren't you glad you prayed? Billy said, yes, Daddy. And aren't you glad I stopped after three months? Amen, I tell you what. Now, one of my prayer heroes is a man by the name of George Mueller. George Mueller was a man who had a passion for people. He cared in his lifetime, listen, folks, for over 10,000 orphans. He started orphanages for children, over 10,000. Listen, he started himself 117 different schools for orphan children. 
Now, here's what's amazing. God used him in such a great way, but he never one time would tell people about the needs he had. When he got a need, he would simply just take that need to God. After George Mueller died, they found his prayer journals. I mean, he had tons of prayer journals. And they found out this. There were 50,000 recorded answers to specific prayers that he prayed. 50,000 specific answers. So when I hear about somebody like that, I just want to get my pail under their whale. I just want to learn from them. Amen? And so they asked George Mueller, how did you do it? He said, well, when I had a need, I always found a promise in the Word of God. And I would take my Bible, and I would take my finger, and I would put it on that promise. And I would claim that promise, and I would ask God to meet the need of what I was praying for. I would ask God to meet the need of what I was praying for. Let me tell you something, Christians. The devil had rather you attend church. The devil had rather you tithe. The devil had rather you read your Bible. The devil had rather you witness. The devil had rather you do anything as pray. Because the power in your life and the power in my life comes through prayer. I'll promise you, you make a commitment, just to show you that this is factual, you make a commitment that you want to set aside more time to pray. And I'll promise you, you'll have distraction after distraction. They'll people stop by to see you that hadn't stopped by in years. Amen? You, I mean, I'm telling you, you'll have distraction after distraction because the enemy knows the most powerful force for your life, the most powerful force for good, the most powerful force for God, ladies and gentlemen, is in our prayers. Now, I'm real simple. You say, Pastor Benny, I want to pray and get results. I know you do. But there's three things I want you to get. If you're going to pray and get results, three words I want you to get. It's going to be a real simple message. Of course, I've never preached a complicated one. Listen. <laughs> Nobody's leaving confused, amen? Nobody's leaving confused. Because I learned a long time ago, I learned a long time ago, if I would just aim for the child's head, you say, is that your preaching level? Oh, yeah. I just aim for the child's head. Because if I aim for the child's head, I'll hit the adult's heart. So just, just aim for the child's head. He called us to feed sheep, not giraffes. Amen? So, so three little words. Word number one, abide. Abide. Now, now here's what's amazing. I, John 15 and 7 says this. It says, if ye abide in me and my words abide in you. I read that in John 15, 7. I thought that's interesting. But then I realized he used the same word two times in John 15, 4. And then I noticed something else. He used the word abide 
in John 15, 5. And then I noticed something else. He used the word abide in John 15, 6. And I said, God, I get it. Apparently, you want me to get this abide. Apparently, you want me to see this abide. If ye abide in me. So you got to understand something. The Bible that you're reading was written, the Old Testament was written in Hebrew. Hebrew. You say, well, I want the original. Well, you got to learn Hebrew. Amen? It was written in Hebrew. The New Testament was written in Greek. So I knew this was a New Testament word. So I went back and researched, what's the word for abide? Here's the word, meno. Meno, M-E-N-O. So I said, what does meno mean? It means you stay close to God no matter what. You stay close to God no matter what. Somebody said, well, pastor, I just kind of want to live, you know, I want to do some things. No, no, no. You know, if you're going to abide, you're going to stay close to God no matter what. Whether it's good or whether it's bad, you've made a commitment that I want to stay close to God no matter what. Adrian Rogers said abide means leaning on Jesus moment by moment. Moment by moment, I'm just leaning on Jesus. Now, each morning I get up. I'm pretty much a creature of habit. I get up about 4.45. I did this morning, pretty much a creature of habit. And I go down to the gym and I get on the treadmill at 5 o'clock. I've learned if you go at 5 o'clock, there's nobody going to beat you getting on it. <laughs> but when I go down there to the gym, I take these things that are called earbuds. And I put them in, and I sing, and I listen to preaching. It's the neatest thing ever was. But you know, every once in a while, the earbuds won't work. Because I didn't charge them. Because they didn't stay connected to the power. See? See, there I've learned those jammies. They're 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 cute. They're in a nice little case. You ought to see them. They're really in a nice little case. You unzip it, and there they are. It's so nice. But I've learned they're of no value if they're not connected to the power. They're of no value if they're not connected to the power. Ladies and gentlemen, we're of no value unless we're abiding. Unless we're connected to the power. Amen. Unless you're connected to the power. Now Chester and Alice had been married for sixty years. Chester and Alice had been married for 60 years, and one day they was out driving, and they noticed this young couple. And really, you just, this young couple, you couldn't tell if one person was driving the vehicle or two people. You remember how it used to be with you all. You know, just. You just couldn't tell. And Alice looked over at Chester, and she said, you know, Chester, I remember when it used to be that way with us. And Chester said, oh, yes, Alice but I haven't moved. No, 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 no. I just stopped by to remind you this morning, God hadn't moved. God hadn't moved. He's still the same. 
You say, well, Pastor Benny, I'm really enjoying this, and man, I want to learn how to abide, and you're, you're going to teach me how to abide. I promise you I am. Look what the Bible says in Matthew chapter 17. And when they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man, kneeling down to him and saying, look, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he's a lunatic. Now, you think you've got problems with your children. Look here, for he's a lunatic and he's sore vexed and oftentimes he falleth in the fire and into the water. What what was going on? It it was believed that there was a demon inside this boy. That demon was inside that boy would cause these spells to happen and literally, literally he 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 would fall into water. He, he would fall into the fire. Now, here's all I want to say, folks. Here's all I want to say. Get this. The father did the right thing. He brought him to Jesus. You know, I've always admired this dad. He didn't send him. He brought him. Family, I want to just say something to you. Don't send your kids to church. Bring your kids to church. Don't send them. Bring them to church. Don't tell them it's important for them to go to church and you're going to the golf course. Don't tell them it's important for them to go to church, but you're going hunting. No, no, don't, don't send them. You make a commitment and say, no, no, no. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to go to church together today as a family. Your actions are so much louder than your words. I promise you that. I've lived that. I've learned that. I said to Savannah Abigail, I never will forget, true story, this is not a joke, it's a true story. I said, I'm going to tell you, Savannah Abigail, you get your shoes, you pick your shoes up out of the living room. I'm tired of you leaving those shoes in the living room. I never will forget, true story, she said. But Daddy, you leave your shoes in the living room. I just wanted to slap her in Jesus' name. <laughs> Actions are louder than words. Now look, I got to get to the next verse. And I brought him to the disciples, but look, they could not cure him. Now wait. You say, well, Pastor Benny, that's, that's right. No, no, no. Something's wrong because you've got to understand they should have been able to cure him. You say, why do you say that, Pastor? On Matthew 10 and 8, Jesus had given them the authority to heal. Jesus had given them the authority to cast out devils. Jesus said, I gave you the power to do it. But they said, the disciples couldn't do it. So we got to ask, why couldn't they do it? Well, look at verse 17. And Jesus answered and said, oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? And how long shall I suffer you? Bring him back to me. Wait. He said, there's two reasons why you couldn't do it. First of all, you were unbelieving. He said, I'll tell you why you couldn't do it. You were unbelieving. You weren't connected to me the way you ought to be. It was a faith issue. You weren't connected to me the way you ought to be. The the reason why it couldn't happen is, is, is you weren't as close to me as you ought to be. You were unbelieving. You were unbelieving. But wait. He said, not only were you unbelieving, you were not connected to me. But look, he said, you were perverse. So you were not connected to me, 
but you were connected to the world. I'll tell you why you couldn't do it. You weren't connected enough to me and you were too connected to the world. The reason why many times God doesn't answer our prayers, we're not connected enough to him and we're too connected to the world and we're trying to straddle a fence and we're trying to please everybody and the world's too churchy and the church is too worldly and we'll never make a difference until we are different and say we're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and we're different from this world. Let me tell you something, folks. We're not called to look like the world and act like the world and talk like the world and respond like the world. God has called us to be different people. We are children of the lot. And then we jump down. And Jesus rebuked the devil and departed out of him. And the child was cured that very hour to wait. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart. They said, Jesus, we're somewhat embarrassed. Can we meet with you privately? He said, sure, go ahead. Why couldn't we do it? And Jesus said unto them, it's because of your unbelief. But wait, jump to verse 21. How be it this kind goeth out but by prayer and fasting. Now wait, what was their problem? Unbelief and perversion. What's the answer? Prayer and fasting. Because prayer connects you to God. Prayer connects you to God. And fasting disconnects you from this world. <laughs> Prayer connects you to God. And fasting disconnects you from this world. Now see folks, we, we, most of you have been raised in church. You've heard a lot about prayer. You've heard a lot about giving. But you had not heard much about fasting. And fasting's mentioned over 70 times in the word of God. Matthew 6, chapter 6 says this, verse 3. When thou doest alms. Wait, wait. Jesus assumed we were going to give. Would you agree with that? When thou doest alms. Would, would everybody agree with that? This means yes. <laughs> he, he assumed we were going to give. And, I, and listen, I'm not, this is not the message, so don't get nervous. When it comes to giving, some people stop at nothing. But don't get nervous. But look what he said in verse 7. But when you pray, wait. He assumed you were going to give. He assumed you were going to pray. But look what verse 17. But when you fast. He assumed also, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to fast. He said you pray. You give. But also, I want you to fast. I, I, I want you to fast. What, what does fasting do? I'll tell you what it does. Why, why do you think Moses, David, Elijah, Nehemiah, Esther, Jonah, Jesus, and Paul all fasted? Because fasting weakens the fleshly man. 
and it strengthens the spiritual man. See, folks, we do everything we possibly can to take care of this fleshly man. <laughs> we do everything we can to take care of this body. Oh, think about it, folks. We tan it. <laughs> we tone it. <laughs> we train it. <laughs> we trim it. God help us. Some of us even tuck it. Amen? I mean, we do everything we can. But fasting strengthens the spiritual man. Fasting. Look, look here, look here. I came here 33 years ago, and I'll get to the next two points and be faster. I came here 33 years ago, and the foundation of this church came from the hills of Tennessee. You say, what do you mean it came from the hills of Tennessee? There was a preacher who influenced me more than anybody else. His name was Cotton Ross. Cotton was a man I noticed who preached with a great anointing. He was cross-sided. So when Cotton was preaching, you couldn't tell if he was looking at you or you. And Cotton said to me, Benny boy, I want to tell you something. He said, if you want to build a great church, you won't build it from that pulpit. You'll build it by caring about people. Because people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. You'll build it by caring about people. So why is Rock Springs built around care? It came from an old man by the name of Cotton Ross who told me it's about caring for people. I've never had anybody run up and say, I just wanted to come here because I, you've got an earned doctorate. Because people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And then I said, Cotton, but I'm praying about things and sometimes it's not being answered. And Cotton said, Benny, you got to put some fasting with those prayers because certain things just happen by prayer and fasting. Now, look, I'm, I'm trying to hurry. Not really. <laughs> but look, how do we get results? You've got to abide, and then you've got to ask. Then you've got to ask. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you, you shall ask what you will. John 4 and 2 says, you have not because you ask not. See, folks, if we understood the privilege of prayer, every one of us would pray more. If you understood what a privilege it is to be able to pray, you'd pray more today. You'd pray without ceasing. You'd go all throughout this day, and you'd just be praying and praying and praying. If you understood the power of prayer, you'd be praying more, I promise you. If you understood the privilege of prayer, you'd be praying more. A lady said she was in a Ben and Jerry's ice cream shop in Kansas City, Missouri. She said, I got my ice cream cone. I turned around and looked, and she said, low, standing right in front of me was Brad Pitt. She said, when I looked into his blue eyes, she said, my knees buckled. And she said, I ran out of that restaurant. And she said, I got outside of that restaurant and I realized I didn't have my ice cream. <laughs> and she said, I went back inside and when I went inside the door, there he stood. And he said, are you hunting your ice cream? 
She said, yes. He said, you put it in your purse with your change. Listen, folks, I don't know about knees buckling in the presence of Brad Pitt, but our knees are to buckle in light of the fact that we can come into the presence of God, that we can talk to the omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent God. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, thou art coming to a king. Large petitions with thee bring for his Grace is such, we can never ask too much, amen. You get this, for God to respond, we've gotta abide, we've gotta ask, and then God answers. Then God answers. John 15 and seven says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Warren done unto you. Warren Wiersbe said, prayer is not overcoming God's reluctance, but it's laying hold of his willingness. Now look, I'm challenging us today as I wrap up. I'm challenging us to pray and fast. And folks, when we pray and when we start a fast, according to Isaiah 58, if you'll start today, if you'll start praying and fasting, there's four things that's going to happen. The first thing that's going to happen is when you start praying and fasting, the hungry are fed. Because you look what verse 7 says. It says, share your food with the hungry. When a fast is biblical, ladies and gentlemen, the hungry are fed. Let me tell you something. When a fast is biblical, the second thing that happens is healing takes place. Isaiah 58 and 8 says when a fast takes place and it's biblical, verse 7, verse 8 says healing shall spring forth quickly. And here's what I know about everybody listening to me today. Everybody listening to me needs healing. Some of you need it in your marriages. Some of you need it in your emotions. Some of you need it in your finances. Some of you need it in your spiritual life. Some of you need it physically. Let me tell you what I know about every person listening to me today. Every person listening to me today needs healing. Some of you folks, you've got addictions in your life. You've got addictions that control you. You're addicted to pornography. I didn't say that in any other service. You're addicted to pornography. You can't beat it. And the only way you're going to overcome it is starve the physical man. Starve the physical man. You're addicted to an addiction that's got a hold on you, but healing can take place, ladies and gentlemen. Healing can take place. Alcohol controls your life. You can't remember a day that you didn't have a drink. Say, Pastor, who are you talking to? I don't have a clue. God bear me record, I never meant to say what I just said. God bear me record, I never said it in any of the other services. But healing happens, ladies and gentlemen. God can give you a love God can give you a grace and a help that only comes from him. 
the hungry are fed. Healing takes place. You get in the right position with God. You get in the right standing with God. And look here, folks. And number four. God answers our prayers. God answers our prayers. I'm done. I'm done. I I don't know what your situation is. But this man needed a miracle. I, I don't know what your situation is. But this man needed a miracle. Let me say something. Let me say something. God will bring you to a point of desperation that he might bring you to a point of dependence that he might bring you to a point of deliverance. Now, I'm going to be as transparent with you as I've ever been. This is as transparent as I've ever been in 33 years as your pastor. I I think we have somewhere around 8,000 or 9,000 members. The FBI couldn't locate some of them. I'm sure I get paid more than I'm worth. But I have situations that with all my connections, all my relationships, that I just can't, I can't meet. There's things in my life that I really need the Lord to respond. You say, you got to be kidding, Pastor. No, it's not in your situation. No, no. I've got things in my life right now that the only hope is God. The only hope is God. And so I'm committing afresh and anew. I'm going to lean on God. I'm going to abide. I'm going to ask. And I'm going to believe God's going to answer. (laughs) Because I've tried everything else and I couldn't fix it. But I'm going to lean on God. Thank you for joining us for this week's message from Rock Springs Church. If you would like more information about Rock Springs, Be sure to follow us on social media or connect with us at rockspringsonline.com. Join us right here next week for another message from Rock Springs Church.